The Plant, A Steampunk Story, by Francis Rosenfeld. Chapter 17. The rumor about new metallic creatures roaming around in the swamp dome brought agitation and endless discussions in the community. The general hypothesis was that the life entity, or whatever you wanted to call the plant-pipe-dome wildlife combination, had somehow evolved to create its own species, a thought both worrisome and blasphemous for many of the city's inhabitants. Richard's family members, who had never been anywhere near the Swamp Dome and who gathered all the information about the mechanical critters through hearsay, never connected the terrifying description of the crawling pan flutes to the innocent-looking weather vane their son had designed. They had been around for enough of Richard's contraptions to cease finding them scary-looking, especially after the two versions of Brenda. Besides, with the plant taking over the pipe manifold and all the consequences thereof, whatever Richard managed to build in his spare time didn't get the benefit of their full attention. On top of everything, Diane had had an argument with her boyfriend and the entire household was on call to bring her comfort foods and listen to her wildly swerving stories. Stacy had enrolled in a dancing class and was driving everybody crazy with the constant tapping, which went up the stairwell like through a resonating chamber, to find its way straight into Richard's room, amplified. Little Teddy was finally exiting his terrible tours, to the relief, albeit unspoken, of the entire family. Carol wouldn't have anybody say a single bad word about the little boy, who, as she often liked to mention, didn't know any better. So, there they were, in the middle of the daily family drama, discussing the tiny invaders, who were a lot more worrisome to the city folk than the plant because they had no roots, while the family dog ran around, completely out of control, spilling his bowl of food and overturning furniture in his wake. Wouldn't you know it? They never found out how the plant spread to the hot springs area to begin with, Carol commented as she sliced the pound cake, distributing it evenly between the dessert plates. I know nothing good could come out of that, that place is completely forsaken. I guess we're lucky it evolved those ridiculous-looking crawling creatures and not something really dangerous. You don't know that. You don't know they are not dangerous. Tom said. Who knows what else is slithering inside that dome, nobody ever got inside it to do a real survey, it might be crawling with metal alligators, for all we know. You think somebody could have done this on purpose? Carol asked, incredulous. Done what? Tom asked. You know, the plant, and everything else around it. Do you think somebody planted it? Carol continued her thought. How else would it have gotten there? Tom argued. I don't know, Carol suggested, maybe the wind carried its seeds, or something. It's not very likely that it can propagate by seed, Tom contradicted her, going over the information they kept churning over in the town halls lately. Sure it can. Carol said, very sure of herself. Anything can propagate by seed, that's why the plants make seed, it wouldn't make any sense otherwise. She paused for a second and then she realized that she was sick and tired of having that dreadful plant and all the other things associated with it run their dinner conversation every single night. Enough about the plant, she said, effectively ending the subject, and then turned towards Richard. How was school today, honey? Did you and Jack talk to your science teacher about enrolling Brenda in the science fair? Not yet, mom. The teacher is still trying to decide which science fair would be most appropriate, Richard replied, with his mouth full, determined to linger on this precarious subject as little as possible. I haven't seen Jack lately, not since he came to ask us if you could help him with that wildlife restoration project. How thoughtful of him to include you, dear. This is exactly the kind of activity your father and I would love to see you more involved in, rather than watch you spend all of your time putting together those gizmos of yours, you know. 
Get out, experience nature, breathe in fresh air, do something wholesome like bringing the native habitat back to balance, she said. Not that we don't appreciate your scientific curiosity, it's just we worry sometimes. No boy your age should spend so much time alone, she smiled encouragingly at his son, who almost choked on the pound cake. Tom nodded in agreement, which made it clear to Richard that his parents had given a lot of thought to his and Jack's latest commitment. So, how is it going? Have you planted a lot of little tree saplings? Richard made an extreme effort not fall back in shock at Jack's latest reality embellishment, which, technically speaking, was not even a lie, they were working to preserve wildlife, if only in its hybrid mechanical form, and the project did involve being outdoors in the wetlands in the company of his friend. So that's what the scoundrel told my parents. I was wondering how he managed to get us a free pass, no questions asked, he thought. He gave credit to Jack's endless reserves of creativity and then said out loud. Not a lot of them yet, we're still trying to evaluate the impact of introducing a new species into the habitat, we worry that it might bring about some unforeseen outcomes. That sounds like such an interesting project, Carol continued the conversation. When do you think we will be able to see it? I can hardly wait, you know how I love nature. Um, I think it's going to be a while, Mom. We're in the incipient stage of the project, there is not much to see yet, Richard tried to change the subject. Besides, the swamp is not that user-friendly, which is why we decided to restore its natural settings to begin with. Oh, yes, I understand. In fact, Jack told us that the area you're trying to restore is somewhere outside of town, near the hot springs, Carol went on. Be careful, Richard, with all the things that are going on over there. I'm not sure I'm entirely comfortable with you boys spending a lot of time in the area all by yourselves, she started to say, and then she encountered Tom's exasperated look and changed the subject. I know, I know, I'm being overprotective. You boys go and have fun. Besides, a three-mile walk every day will do you a world of good, she flashed her son an optimistic smile. After dinner, Jack and Richard met at the library to go over their plans for the following day. The library was surprisingly empty, maybe due to the fact that people were congregating in other venues more suitable for talking. So, I hear that we're doing ecological restoration, Richard said. How nice of us to lend a helping hand to Mother Nature. Replanting the wetlands, that's what I said, Jack corrected him. It's not a lie, Richard noticed. No, it's not. I didn't specify what we were going to plant, Jack explained. One of these days, Jack, Richard sighed. He stopped. Out of the corner of his eye he noticed the jovial librarian walking straight towards them, all smiles and looking like she was hiding something under her jacket. Oh boy. Jack prepared himself. Watch out, dude. She's headed here. The librarian stopped in front of the table the two were seated at, with a mysterious smile and excited by the big surprise. You would never guess what I have here, she pointed to the tiny bump inside her jacket, looking around surreptitiously to make sure nobody else saw or heard her. Her concern was really unnecessary since they were the only people inside that wing of the library. The librarian took out the pan flute from inside her jacket and placed it on the table. It wasn't the original, Richard noticed immediately, because it had the same handcrafted finish as the new pipe distribution branch. Also, the little mechanical creature had grown a transparent shell around its complicated assembly of gears, pistons and rods, no doubt to protect them from dust and moisture. Richard wished he had thought of that when he designed the prototype. 
the pan flute walked hesitantly on the shiny surface, its many legs quivering with apprehension towards the new environment, and then chimed harmoniously in a major scale, as if to ask what it was doing there. Isn't this the cutest thing you've ever seen in your life? The librarian couldn't contain her excitement. And to think that thing from the swamp is capable of generating something like this. We really should pay more attention to that dome, it seems to hide endless treasure inside. How did you manage to get one out of the dome? Jack couldn't help himself. Oh, I just stepped inside and grabbed it, the librarian said, as if it was nothing. The smell is not to be taken lightly, but you get used to it, eventually. It is a swamp, you know, she excused herself, as if the stench was her fault. Is it safe in there? Richard managed to mumble. Well, the librarian said, you have to go prepared, the leeches can be a menace. Nothing a pair of rain boots can't handle, though. She stopped and looked lovingly at the pan flute again. I wonder what this little guy uses for energy. I'm sure it's solar-powered, Richard said, too unimpressed and sure of himself not to arouse suspicion. And how are you so sure? The librarian gave him a probing look. Richard pointed to a little black surface inside the shell. Ah, the cells, of course, the good lady seemed satisfied with the finding. Although you have to ask yourself where in the world did the dome find the information on how to produce solar shingles. Surely it couldn't have come up with it all by itself, somebody must have thrown one inside at some point. Richard and Jack looked at each other, not knowing how to extricate themselves from this discussion, which had all the perilous unpredictability of an avalanche. The librarian was just getting ready to go back to her tasks, to Jack's great relief, when Richard rekindled the conversation, managing to aggravate his friend. So, what are you doing with it? The boy asked, unperturbed by the fact that he was reopening the Pandora's box his friend had tried so hard to close. I'm not sure. It doesn't seem to do much, it just chimes and moves around, but it's very entertaining. It makes for a great pet. If I wanted to go to sleep, I'd just cover it with a blanket. You should see it roam around under it for a little bit, before settling down. It drives the cats crazy, the librarian was excited to share. Doesn't the chiming bother you? Richard continued the questioning, despite the fact that Jack's very sharp elbows were already poking a hole in his ribs. No, I got used to it. Actually, I'm trying to teach it to sing. Watch this, she said, and started whistling a little jingle. The pan flute responded in a somewhat guttural tone, a little flat. I can't get enough of it, the librarian exclaimed, eyes glowing with excitement. Does it? Richard was preparing an entire selection of questions when he was interrupted by Jack, who had completely lost his patience with this blunder wagon waiting to overturn. Sorry to interrupt, Jack said, putting sufficient urgency in his request to make it believable. Richard, did you forget our science club starts in 10 minutes? We barely have enough time to make it there, that is if we're running. Richard tried to dodge his friend's diversion, but the latter grabbed his arm and his backpack and pushed him towards the door, walking backwards and excusing himself to the librarian. I wish we could stay, that little guy is so great, maybe some other time, he said, dragging Richard out the door despite sustained resistance from the latter. Have you lost it completely? Jack scolded his friend as soon as they were out of earshot. Were you planning to show her the blueprints and the operation manual next? Do you know how hard I have to work to keep us out of trouble? What do you think she was going to do, present you with a medal? You act like a baby, dude. Did you hear she went inside the dome? Richard replied, completely ignoring his friend's misgivings. You mean the putrid stinking swamp? Environmental remediation indeed. 
Jack mumbled under his breath. Don't knock what you don't understand, you're not a frog, Richard tried to present to him the benefits of swamp living as seen through the eyes of an amphibian species. Yet. Jack replied, exasperated. I often worry that your next project will turn me into one. I don't have the necessary capabilities, Richard teased. Well, at least now we know why the dome is protecting the pan flutes. If the librarian found them endearing, the plant probably did too, on an instinctive, primal level. You should have brought it a Brenda, Jack said. Brenda is not endearing, she looks like the thing that eats you at the end of a horror movie, only smaller. Richard wanted to protest the offence against his dear jellyfish, but Jack waved his hand with annoyance before giving him a chance to reply. We're late again, dude. My persuasive abilities can only stretch so far. Who's going to believe we're planting tree saplings at this time of day? Jack pointed out that it was already too dark for horticultural pursuits. You'll think of something, Richard said, confident in his friend's coaxing abilities. So, what now? Do we wait for the pan flutes to multiply and take over the world? Jack asked, as he was preparing to head towards his home. I don't think there are a lot of people crazy enough to enter that death trap of a dome and bring them out, but I'm sure a few of them will. It seems the little monsters make great pets. Richard cracked up. And you don't think they'd come out all by themselves, Jack doubted his friend's theory. Not any more than your toes would decide to split and wander around all by themselves, Richard replied, very sure of himself. So, our librarian went inside the belly of the beast, so to speak. Visiting the entrails of a living entity, Jack couldn't help wretch. Don't you think we should tell her, dude, he asked pitifully, his face all scrunched up at the thought of walking through products of digestion. Who's the baby now? Richard retorted. Besides, I think the putrid smell was reasonably self-explanatory. Why don't you mind spending time inside the other dome? People go there for lunch. I don't think I'll ever eat again, Jack commented, with a forlorn look in his eyes.